to the show and so happy that everybody's here. I hope that everybody had a great week. And listen, I know everybody's been watching <laughs> the Supreme Court nominee and all that went on with her this week. We'll talk about that. But uh, uh, today, I really have to focus in on something that uh, really, really crushed me, y'all. And it's unfortunately, it's not the first time it crushed me. It's it's like the second time. <laughs> but uh, I had many of you text me when we found out that Coach Sue from Florida State University uh, is retiring. And um, y'all, I'm bringing her on the show so y'all can help me talk her out of it. <laughs> I don't know if that's possible, but 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 on a serious note, y'all. You know, she left us um, uh, before because she had a family situation and she had to go take care of that. Y'all know how that happens and we have to do that. Well, she left us for a little while because family's first and she needed to take care of family. She came back and, um, you know, she did what Coach Sue does. Uh, she takes these young women and, and these young girls and make them women. And she wins games and she represents Florida State University. And and I'd like to say the uh, ACC in a way that's unprecedented. But, y'all, she told us this week that she's saying goodbye. Um, so I have to ask her a question. So, Coach Sue, are you with us? I am with you, Sean. Well, listen, I got it. First of all, thanks for coming. <laughs> Why, why you do this to us? Why you? <laughs> why, why do you, you bring us up and bring us down? And, no. and, uh, and and listen, we won't put you on the spot. But listen, congratulations <laughs> on your retirement, and congratulations on twenty four years of amazing work at Florida State University. But but by the end of this show, people are going to realize that it's been a lifetime of work. Take us through what led to the decision this past week to say, uh, well, it's time to hang it up. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it was a really hard decision. Uh, it was a very emotional decision, and I'm not leaving Tallahassee. I'm not. Uh, I'm not leaving you. I'm. Okay. I'm leaving coaching, and you know, I'm. I my time away uh, with my parents really left me aching for more time with the people in my life that are important. And I really believed that having learned that and coming back that I could find that time. Uh, you know, Coach Brooke Wyckoff, uh, Dave Clettle, my strength coach, they just kind of stood on my right and my left and said, hey, we're going to make it different for you. We're going to make it so that you get to spend more time um, in those areas. Uh, and, and it couldn't happen. Um, what I've realized is in, in the 20, 
25 years I've been at Florida State, 24 coaching, um, my personality leads me to want to be efficient, effective, and successful. You know, I don't know if you know anything about uh, about the Enneagram, but I'm a three on the Enneagram, and Whoa. that's just what drives me. It's a, it's something that, uh, you know, putting myself back into this environment made me realize how much more I wanted to do than I'd ever done before. Mm. Instead of how do I carve out more time for really important things I just didn't have that same capacity wow. uh, that wow. I that I hoped I would have developed and so uh, I think it's important that I understand who I am and what drives me and and maybe look for a, a second mountain to climb if you will and you know give the the young generation a chance to to dive in with new ideas and, and new ways of, of looking at what everybody says is the end of athletics with the name, image, likeness, and the transfer portal. It, it's not the end of athletics. It's, it's a different way of looking at things. But right now it is creating um, a lot more work uh, and a lot more opportunity. And I love that. But I, I also love my family and uh, feel like I need to take care of, of that and my own health and, and some things that I want to do in life. Well, uh, listeners, if you're just tuning in, and I know some of you show up late to us because, you know, you're getting ready for church and all that, and then you get in the car and you turn us on. Uh, for all of you, uh, we're talking to Coach Sue, head lady basketball, lady Seminole basketball coach uh, at Florida State University, who just last week told us she was retiring from basketball and just made us a little happy to say that she's not retiring from Tallahassee. So <laughs> that, means, that means a lot. Uh, coach Sue, I want to go back to the beginning though right um, because mm. I, because one of the things that I you know there's a lot of young girls out there who see you and 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 former athletes and people who are gonna be former athletes and they see a way to stay involved with something they love coaching is a skill not everybody can do it but I do think a lot of the great ones find out early on that they can be a coach and I don't know whether it's because they're questioning their own coaches decisions or <laughs> or they just really gravitate to the mechanics of the game what drove you to to want to be a coach was there a moment in your life that you you you, you can point to where you said this is what I'm going to do in my life mm, that's a great question uh, you know after playing college basketball I went on to uh, go to graduate school and during graduate school, you know, I missed it. And so, you know, I was working as a, as a graduate assistant uh, with the athletics department, but I wanted to do something different. So I started coaching high school basketball. And, and that's when I realized uh, that this really could be something fun. And so then I went on to coach at a Division three school out in Los Angeles and probably got sucked into it because of my personality but I, it is about the game but it's all it's mostly about the people and you get a chance to um, to impart some a lot of confidence in people I think that's you know uh, people talk about impact and I think the impact of athletics and sports is that you know it's something that you can continuously get better 
you, you practice and you can get better. Yes. Period. Yes. And when you get better, then you develop real confidence. A lot of times, and I think now, people are getting confidence, false confidence, maybe from social media that says, hey, you know, you're great, you're great, you're great. <laughs> that's a whole other show right I, there, Coach. <laughs> that's exactly right. I, You know, I could have the opportunity to help them to get that real confidence. And, mm. and that was part of my joy over my time coaching basketball. Wow. Coach, you, you, your stats are, are tremendous. Uh, you accumulated 470 wins, 16 NCAA tournaments, three Elite Eight appearances, a National Coach of the Year award. Just an incredible resume. Uh, what are you What are you most proud of? And, and, and what is the one thing, if I can ask this, I think I know the answer, mm. but what is the one thing? You know what? With you, I may not know the answer. So I'm sorry, mm. let me ask it. What is the one thing you wish you could have achieved? Mm. Well, I think, you know, in, in looking at what I'm most proud of uh, is – the relationships that I still have now with my former players and just the involvement that, that I have in their lives. I mean, I, I'm, I love to know what they're doing and how I can help. And so that's been just icing on the cake to being in the gym with people every day. I, I mean, obviously I would have loved to accomplish a national championship. I mean, mm-hmm. that's something that, um, you know, I would have loved to bring that to the town of Tallahassee. Yeah, you came so and close so many times, though. I know. Yeah, I, but I two did times it, yeah. we were three possessions away, yeah. and you know, but but there were it, it's it's interesting, you know, just recruiting basketball. You don't think of Florida as a basketball state. No university in the state of Florida for women's basketball has ever won a national championship, and so I, I really wanted to be the first. I really felt like that could have been fun. But I tell you, when you're recruiting it's hard to get to Tallahassee. And so, you know, if you're going to drive recruiting, you're probably going to get into, you go south, you go into the into the ocean, you go east, you go into the ocean, you go west, you go into the ocean. you got to go north. And it's hard for people to, to get to Tallahassee. It's not like, okay, take a trip to Atlanta, um, you know, take a trip to Washington, D.C., and then take a 30-minute drive to get to a campus. It's... Um, and so, you know, what I think Leonard and I had been able to do with with basketball here is unique, I think. Uh, I think it's very hard. I think we've had great staff. I think you have to have great relationships. Not that it's hard to recruit to Florida State. Don't get me wrong. It's a wonderful university. It's, it's, I would never want to go anywhere else. It, it is just hard financially for people to come down and visit unless it's an official visit. I see. And so... Yeah. That, I never thought that about makes that. it difficult. I never yeah, thought about that yeah, because it, the official visits are one thing, but but you're saying that there are other schools that are in places that are easier to get to that that they just get visits and and you yes, and you, you can just strike take, they people. Take a tour. Yeah, and you can right. and you can make an impression on people before an official visit. I Absolutely. assume they're doing it on their own though. Well, you're, you're, they're recruiting younger and younger and younger now, and so. You know, you want people to find, they're going to take, uh, say, their spring break, and they're going to go and visit schools they're interested in. Well, you can hit a ton of schools. If you're from the Midwest, you can go hit a ton of schools. But unless you're from Florida, 
you're probably, it takes you a long time to get to Florida State, and then it takes another two hours to get down to Gainesville, and then another five hours to get down to Miami, and so, you know, it's it's not as... Yeah, your your trip's got to be intentional. It's got to be intentional to... to, Wow, I never thought about that. Thanks for sharing that. Let me ask you this. You got any... Any form you say you like to sort of stay in touch with former players and and all they're doing. Uh, any former players out there coaching in that you're looking at or that you are very proud of that they're out there following your yeah, very much, very much so. I mean, I've got a, a really fun little family tree of people that have coached with me um, out there, but coaching right now. Uh, division one level I've got Gunniot out of Dunton who is has her doctorate degree in nursing and loved basketball so much that she went back to coaching basketball and she went division three and then as an assistant and now she's at Colgate as as the head coach and she has one of another former player Ronika Hodges is her assistant coach and Ronika is also becoming uh, the assistant coach for the New York Liberty in the WNBA where Natasha Howard, one of our former players plays. So it's, it's things like that, that you just see and, and you're so proud of. And I'm so proud of Lauren Coleman, who's coaching a uh, high school in California, Courtney Ward, who just went to the state championship coaching boys in Montgomery, Alabama. Wow. I mean, she's coaching high school boys, you know, and she was the high school boys coach of the year. It's wow. <laughs> so fun That's amazing. You know, to watch what they're doing. Yeah, it's really neat. What will you remember most about your time at Florida State as head coach? The people, no question. I mean, and, and everyone that comes to, we are truly a family at Florida State. And yeah, families are going to have their disagreements, but it's the people, the coaches that I coached with, not only in my program, but also in the whole athletic community was huge. I mean, every one of the coaches that's at Florida State, we are close. We take care of each other. It was incredible. The faculty, the way they took care of us, the administration, um, upper administration, the presidents that I've been able to work with. And then the city of Tallahassee is just phenomenal. So close-knit and people who want to help each other and people that, that want to build something really special. Well, you know, there's, there was one potential president that I wanted you to be able to work with. Uh, That's that exactly right. I, I wanted <laughs> to work with that, that guy. Me too. I, that didn't quite, quite work out. I'm not sure out, I would have retired. <laughs> we, we might have to figure that out. But, but you know, right. it's, hard, it's hard being on this call with you and not dive into a minute, right? A minute substance of what's going on in college sports right now. And you mm-hmm. mentioned NIL, name, image, and likeness. Image, uh, likeness. Mm-hmm. You, you, there's also conference changes and changes with NCAA or potential changes with NCAA. What, do you have parting sort of thoughts with just the, the, you know, just this, what appears to be this new era of college sports. I mean, I don't know if your thoughts, and I wonder about your thoughts as it relates to, to that, all of that, and the student athlete, the locker room. Absolutely. We talk a lot about Absolutely. those issues, but not a, not everybody's talking about how they impact the locker room. Can you impart mm-hmm. any any, I don't know, 
formula or, or, or thought or concern or wish as it relates to all these issues? Well, I wish it could be simplified. Uh, the, the fact that there is no overarching uh, legislation for name, image, and likeness is really making it difficult for coaches and, and administration to figure out how to approach this. You know, you look at the young man who's been offered $8 million to go to a certain school. Yes. And that's, that's a high school student. And so then as a coach, are you thinking, well, is this going to be the norm? And as a, you know, new booster, I'm thinking, I would prefer my money doesn't go to buy players. My money goes to make the experience incredible. And so there's going to be a lot of division in that uh, with the fundraising arm and, and all of those things. And if you are 18 to 22 years old, you're, you're thinking, man, get it while I can. Yes, and that's right. I, <laughs> so there's, there's that young mind that's thinking that and I think too you know there are a lot of young people that gosh when I started coaching we couldn't even give them a ride on campus I mean it was so strict and some of those rules were pretty unbelievable I, I still don't understand it um, and those have loosened and you can do more and now the players have disposable income. So in addition to their scholarship, they have a cost of attendance, which is about $6,000 a year at Florida State. Now they're going to be implementing the Alston money, which was from from an Alston case uh, that applies to athletics. And that's another $6,000 on top of that. So that's more than a lot of people make. The the Mm -hmm. money that goes into scholarship, room and board, all of those things. And now... You know, it's it's about not just you know living well, but getting rich, and uh, yeah, that that's hard for for me to swallow with amateur athletics. Well, I'm, I'm glad you said a lot of that, and I know you pay a lot of attention to it. And you and I run into each other at ACC conference meetings, and you know that's that's a lot of those places where these conversations are taking place, and you know they've got a lot of um, difficult issues to figure out. And, you know, and I think it starts with the NCAA, but what I've said for the last couple of years, if it doesn't start with them, it'll start mm. somewhere else. That's and right. they may not like what comes on the other side. And I think we're sort of beyond the middle of that happening. Um, but I wonder as you, you know, sort of take your place amongst all of us sort of pseudo outside of college sports, whether, you know, your voice will have a place um, as you can think more thoughtfully about it and and, and have the time to sort of engage in, in interesting and important places. So I, I actually hope you do. Um, yeah. You know, I, I saw a Facebook post. <laughs> um, when you announced last week, I saw a Facebook post from uh, Vaughn Wilson, uh, who used to work with the athletic department over at at, um, at fam you and he said actually i'm pulling it out right here because i thought it was hilarious Mm. he said wow great loss the last time i saw coach sue she was doing the electric slide at the pig roast at sean pittman's house (laughs) 
<laughs> and, and I remember know, that day well. And, and you know what it made me think about, and I was I, I needed to talk about it on the show. You are such a genuine person, and so you know you when you say you've answered twice two questions, you said the people, and you know what I believe that because I've seen you engage and I've seen you coach. You're fierce. And your and your girls get to take both of those things. And as I sort of take us to the last moments of this interview, I want to tell you, I the impact and your approach with these girls has been phenomenal. And I think if all of them, yes, they can listen to what you've said, but if they just follow your example, you are always nice to people. You always open. You always attended what you could. You always tried to get them to seek outside, you know, things outside of basketball, outside of the university. You were talking to businesses in town. You were helping your players get internships with businesses. You were encouraging them to go beyond a bachelor's degree to a master's to a Ph.D. I mean, it wasn't just about the game of basketball. You were teaching them the game of life. And I I suppose you also were giving them relationship and family advice as well mm. um, because they all love you. So the loss that we will experience with you, you hope that there's some level of that, but you're one of a kind. You're absolutely one of a kind. So I think I join all of us here in this area and, and a part of this the ACC and the, just the community of college sports, we, we thank you. But I want to mm. end with with that, the locker mm. room, what? the players. What will you miss most about your engagement with these amazing young ladies? Mm, that's a that's a great question, and I am so humbled by what you say, Sean. And I. You know, I think my mentors in the game, um, John Wooden, having a chance to meet him, Jane Albright, who I coached with at Wisconsin, Bobby Bowden. I mean, I learned from the absolute best. And I know that what, what I learned much throughout coaching was there's a why behind the what. And getting to the why behind the what with young people so that you understand what keeps them from being confident what makes them respond this way and getting to the bottom of that and being able to pull out the very best of them you know that's what I'll miss and I I will still be watching it I'll be watching it through the coaches eyes at Florida State uh, because I know we have tremendous coaches here and and I'll hear some great stories well Thank you for taking the time in this busy week, <laughs> this, this important <laughs> announcement that, that really changes things for us in just a matter of minutes. Um, but the hope that you have is the hope that we have that, that, you know, the program continues to be as successful, that your teachings and your impact, um, you know, the next person doesn't have to start all over. They start from what you left. Absolutely. And hopefully that gets mm. us to, uh, you know, more of, uh, of the same 
plus a national championship. Yeah, that's right. That's and listen, right. before I let you go, let me thank you for your friendship too, right? Uh, if you mm. were at my house doing the electric slide, that means we're friends. <laughs> so, that's right. So that's I, right. I thank you for your friendship. And um, listen, we just wish you the very, very best. And we owe you now. Um, so just, and I'm glad you're going to stay in Tallahassee so we can pay you back. Well, and you and your family have been gold to me, Sean, and I so appreciate everything that you do for the city of Tallahassee. And hey, let's do more. Let's 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 go bigger. All right, you listeners, you heard it right here. We're talking to Coach Sue, and she's not going anywhere completely <laughs> and we're glad she's gonna stay right here at home with us uh listen sue thank you and listeners thank you uh great show stay with us one minute we'll do a quick Pittman point right after this it's time for Pittman's point on 96.1 jams welcome back to the show and wow y'all coach sue is going to be incredibly missed not just at florida state but in women's basketball period uh she's a legend uh, and you know what? If we got to do without her in basketball, at least we know that she'll still be with us in Tallahassee. And I got a feeling that, you know, um, I don't think the, the, the television broadcasting networks are going to uh, let that historic experience and knowledge go without uh, being on television a few times a week talking about what we see and what we think we understand about basketball. So let's hope for that. But if nothing else, let's just be uh, happy to know that she's going to be our neighbor still. So that's real good. Let's stay there, y'all. This week, the NCAA Swimming and Diving Championships were held for athletes from across the country to compete for their, their schools in their respective events. Now, usually that would be the extent of the headline, y'all. But this year was particularly special because, well, there was the first transgender athlete uh, to win a Division I national title. Leah Thomas won 500-meter freestyle. So... The issue has been hotly debated for years, y'all. Uh, we've talked about it here. But this is the first time, I think, that the issue has been truly thrust into the public eye uh, for national consumption. Now, wherever you stand on the transgender women competing in sports is your is your own opinion, and we don't have a call-in opportunity for you. So we're going to leave that there. Uh, that's not what we're talking about here today. I want to talk about the politicians out there who who use this as an opportunity to to you know just needlessly insert themselves into a situation um just for political display and y'all this issue needs serious serious people um coming up with serious solutions uh to a complicated problem um, there's no one-dimensional, single-minded way to solve this issue that has so many um, layers um, for us to figure out. And so I want to say to people, and it's not just about this issue. There's a lot of issues that we never get to a solution because we spend so much time in our corner and insulting people in the other corner. Listen. On the other side of the transgender athlete issue, the woman transgender um, athlete issue, is a person who is the transgender woman. 
So there's human beings on both sides of this issue. So why don't we try to dial in and realize that that there may be differences in how everybody approaches this issue? And maybe at a certain point in time, we realize that there may be a demarcation point where there is a disadvantage at some point. We may decide that that's not the case. But we won't get there if we continue to insult one another and we continue to, to act like there's, you know, a brick wall on the other side and not somebody with feelings and not somebody that um, thinks the way they think. So the Pittman point today is it's not a stance on either way, y'all, right or wrong. I'm not, you know, we need extraordinary people trying to figure this out. This out. That's not me. Not not in this subject. Um. It's not making a judgment about who should be allowed to compete against who. Pittman Point is not making that judgment today. Today's Pittman Point is simply, we must find a way to be kinder to each other so that we can get to the bottom line solutions of all these complicated issues that we're dealing with. How many people out there realize that you don't make the best decisions when you're mad? How many people operate on this 24-hour rule where you say, I'm not going to make a decision when I'm mad. I'm going to sleep on this thing, right? Well, as a collective, politicians, coaches, commissioners, I don't care who you are, mothers, fathers, you, even collectively, we don't make the best decisions when we're upset about something. So let's stop point fingers. Let's stop calling names. Let's stop forgetting that there are human beings on the other side of these issues. And so did I say what the Pittman point is today? Let me say it again. (laughs) Pittman point today. We must find a way to be kinder to each other. We must find a way to accept each other, y'all. Let's remember. And by the way, that acceptance doesn't mean we agree with you, right? To accept someone doesn't mean you agree with everything they say. Okay, so let's remember that. Let's progress forward together, y'all. Unfortunately, some of us will remain on the wrong side of history because nobody has said the Pittman Point means (laughs) anything right now except for me. So let's remember to try to be kindly and gentler, y'all. But for now, this is the Sean Pittman Show, and we'll see you in seven. This is the Sean Pittman Show on 96.1 Jams, Tallahassee's big station. We got this.